1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys are in the playoffs. And listen, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a difficult team to figure out. They're 8th and 9 They're hosting a playoff game, though, as division champions of the NFC South. And I don't know. I know that the Tampa Bay Bucs offense is supposed to be broken, but I saw them dunk on the Carolina Panthers near the end of the regular season. So tonight we have a box expert, the box expert to break it down for us. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Mr. 4AM, the master of headlines, Evan Winter, managing editor for A to Z Sports. Evan, how are you, man? Welcome to the show.
0: Mauricio, I'm great as always, man, and appreciate you having me on. And it's it's wild how like we got to kick off the first week of the regular season with Bucks Cowboys, and now we get to kick off the first week of the postseason with uh, Bucks Cowboys. But unfortunately, somebody's season is ending after yeah. this night after this matchup. But either way, it should be a fun one.
1: Yeah, this, this is dramatic. This is kind of dramatic because maybe one of us will cry on Monday night. Maybe. I don't know. I I've, don't already know. Cried,
0: I've already cried way too much this season, so I don't think it'll be me even if they do lose. But, you know, you might have singled yourself out there on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. The, the thing is, you have 2020. I, I, don't, I, I don't have anything. Like, yeah. Since the moment that I was born, the Cowboys have not made it to an NFC championship game ever so and
0: in 2002 so i mean i didn't mean to like rub salt in the wound there twice but you know (laughs) i mean it's a a double dose of bad luck what can we say
1: (laughs) that's awesome welcome everybody into the show do me a favor and hit the like button share the stream if you're watching on facebook youtube or twitter let your friends know about adz sports dallas prime time remember that every like puts this show in front of more cowboys fans so that is the biggest And simplest thing that you can do to help out the show, just hit a thumbs up, takes one second, do that for me. And remember, as always, that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. As always, let me shout out some people here in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat We've got Javier, we've got Gregory, Bruce, Toxic Tom. Who else do we have here? Uh, Charlene Evans, shout out to Hudson as well. Uh, Maddie H in the room, Uh, shout out to all of you, ladies and gentlemen. So Evan, I'm gonna kick things off with a question for the chat that I will answer myself, but it will be a different one for you because to the chat, I will ask, from 1 to 10, let's get serious. From 1 to 10, what is your confidence level, people, on the Dallas Cowboys? And to you, Evan, from 1 to 10, what is your confidence level heading into this playoff matchup on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Let me know.
0: I mean, man, really honestly, if you followed this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team as even, even halfway close as you know your typical beat writer or whatever, You can't have any confidence going into this game. I mean, there have been a few bright spots, you know, throughout the year. Um, The first one, I guess, was when the Buccaneers beat the Seahawks in Germany. Um, Outside of that. You had a few fourth quarter comebacks, but then obviously, you know, you had the Mike Evans, Tom Brady show that finally showed up outside of the first week against the Cowboys. Um, You know, just that one handed catch against Trayvon Diggs in the end zone. But you finally had it show up after people were questioning all season long what was going on with Mike Evans and Tom Brady. So you can't feel good going into this game. And even against the Falcons last week, there were plenty of times where the offense looked just as stagnant as it has all season long. So, I mean, when it comes to what the Cowboys like to do and what the Buccaneers like to do, what they've shown, what both teams have shown, it's it's more logical to think that the Buccaneers' last few games – are more of the exception than the rule, and then the Cowboys' final game against the Commanders was more of the exception than the rule. So, if you're if you're a Buccaneers fan, if you have any kind of you know subjective say in any of this, you're, you're not feeling good at all. Even if you have an objective say, you're not feeling very good going into this game.
1: Man, that's noteworthy, and here's why. You know how we mentioned those twenty-seven something years that Cowboys Nation has gone through without an NFC Championship game appearance. That has made the fan base a little bit, you know, cynical and maybe even some uh, a little bit toxic because look at some of these answers, like zero. Toxic Tom, we call we called Tom down his burner account, Toxic Tom. He goes with zero uh, straight up in his confidence level. Charlene Evans goes with five. Gregory goes with 10+. Peter Izzo goes with the very exact 6.8. Seven for Bruce got the toxic use. I am going to go maybe with something like seven for this very specific game. I know that it's going to be a close one. It is a road game for the Dallas Cowboys. That's never easy to get through, but I have a lot of doubts about the Tampa Bay Bucks as well. And that is the reason why I do feel a little bit more confident than, you know, uh, many other Cowboys fans. And you touched on the Mike Evans, Tom Brady show versus the Carolina Panthers. Three explosive plays. We had not seen explosive plays from the box pretty much all season long and they had three against the Carolina Panthers now I respect Tom Brady a lot I think that Tom Brady has not been the issue with Tampa this season and I think that he's kind of an expert of exploiting you know the weak spot in your secondary and the Cowboys have a huge weak spot right now because opposite of Trevon Diggs they have nobody to cover on outside cornerback like our best shot at this point might be Sabre Rhodes, who has not played a single down for the Dallas Cowboys this season. And that really tells you kind of everything that you probably need to know about it. But my question from me to you is, like, if you didn't catch any Bucks game this season, but the Carolina Panthers game that defined the NFC South champion, the Tampa Bay Bucks. You would have assumed that these are still the same old bucks that went to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady that won it all. How real was that game? How real do you think that momentum is for Tampa Bay? Because they looked on point. Tom Brady specifically, over 400 yards. Those connections with Mike Evans. Should Cowboys Nation be concerned about that? Do you think that momentum on offense is real? Because then there's another thing. And I know Atlanta sucks. But they did score 17 in the first half and they just, you know, rested in the in the second half. But they did they did show up also for that one.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to the difference between the Bucks passing again, <clears throat> excuse me, passing attack in week one and compared to what uh week 19 or whatever we're in now, is that a Chris Godwin has had so much time to heal since between then and then what? He went out in the second or third quarter of that game with the hamstring injury, which was automatically related to the torn ACL being a torn ACL survivor myself, um, your, your hamstring, your upper quad, all that stuff. It's automatically uh, it's automatically impacted during the recovery process. So, and then you also had Russell Gage, who was coming off a training camp an entire summer where, He was battling soft tissue injuries, most notably a hamstring injury, and kind of getting back into his form. So both of those players at this point are rounded into shape. Uh, Chris Godwin, I wouldn't say he's 100% back to his pre-torn ACL days, but he's definitely close enough. And then Russell Gage, obviously, he is making plays. I mean, he's been making not only – sorry, I've got a guest appearance right here. Hey, shout but, out, uh, to, Hudson. But, shout but out not, to Hudson. But not only just uh, – oh, nobody. Just not only <laughs> is he making plays, but he's making clutch plays when it matters. We're talking third down, fourth down receptions, touchdown catches, all that good stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, the the Buccaneers passing attack is going to be a lot more effective in this game. But what it comes down to is the Buccaneers' offensive line. I mean, in that first game, you obviously had Donovan Smith getting whipped by Micah Parsons on a frequent basis, and actually that was the game in which he uh, hurt his elbow and then had to miss a couple of games after that. You've had a shuffling inside the interior when it comes to Luke Gedeke and Nick Leverett. Um, The good thing is Robert Hainsey, their starting center since Ryan Jensen went out, uh, he is he practices it in a limited fashion today, which is great for the Buccaneers. Um, So it really all just depends on if that offensive line can protect. And that's the key thing with that Carolina game is if you go back and look to all those explosive plays to Mike Evans, Tom Brady, the pocket around him, it looked like the pocket from the 2020 and 2021 seasons that Buccaneers fans got used to where there was literally nobody within like three yards of him in any direction. So. I think the Buccaneers passing attack definitely has an advantage. It's just obviously all about whether or not, uh, you know, the offensive line can protect Brady at the end of the day.
1: Okay. I, I promise that I will get into football in a little bit, but i am just got to say, I, I just got to say I'm a, I'm a fan of Hudson first and <laughs> foremost. I am his number one fan. And also, this is going on the slack chat for adz sports in which people usually bully you a little bit for being the boomer in the group uh, this this has to go this has to go in the chat i'm just saying i gotta
0: live up to the rep man i gotta live up to the rep <laughs> you
1: know this representing but, what can i say yeah definitely but look at this look at this unfortunately this is actually a very true statement toxic tom says hey mo Hudson probably has seen more Super Bowls <laughs> with his team than you would your whole life and the fact that that is a factual truth is kind of he kinda, was he was, he was he
0: was born in April 2020 so yes he's got <laughs> he's got a Super Bowl under his belt already
1: <laughs> there you go man uh, hey Hudson you have it easy you have it easy in this life uh, <laughs> you're, you're you're very you're very fortunate my man but anyways he, he, he,
0: he's he's demanding he stays on so we'll, we'll keep him on but i promise he won't awesome. affect
1: anything no i know hey this is this is actually fun people are loving it <laughs> in the chat so man that's interesting you're saying the carolina Panthers were not able to get to tom brady in that game yeah. in those explosive plays i do think the cowboys get tom brady let me say this yeah over the last few weeks the cowboys passed Rush has been it has been somewhat efficient. Like the pressures are in there. The pressures have not changed that much. The sacks have though, and the QB hits have as well. Rush. The thing, however, is like if you go look at what Josh Dobbs did uh in that Tennessee Titans game, what the Jacksonville Jaguars did in that game, they're just moving the quarterback around, they're moving the pocket, they're doing a lot of uh screen passes, a lot of read option stuff, eye candy. I don't know that Tom Brady can do that. Like, I, I'm not expecting Tom Brady to do what he has never done and be on sprint outs, be on rollouts, uh, maybe bootlegs, of course, and, and stuff like that. But the way that he combats pressure is just by getting rid of the football very quickly, like at lightning speed. He's still that guy. He can still get rid of that football quickly. So I do think that Tom Brady is likely to just drop back traditionally rush uh, and and combat the pass rush that way, I do think that the Cowboys get to Tom Brady. I don't know if you agree with me there, but I, I do think the Cowboys pass rush works on that aspect.
0: Yeah, man, no, no, they're definitely going to get to him. And the key thing with the reason why they're going to get to him is because that Donovan Smith has struggled all year long. It wasn't just a week one thing. It wasn't just an injury thing it's he's had arguably you could say the worst season of his career since his rookie or sophomore year in the NFL and it's not just bad technique that is what's causing him to struggle it's penalties as well I mean the dude I I don't have the stats right in front of me but I guarantee you he's one of the you know lead leaguers or league leaders in terms of penalties committed you know at the position so on and so forth and you know, when, when when you really ask Todd Bowles and the rest of the coaching staff about it as well, they'll sit there and tell you that, yeah, it's a technique thing. They've been on record saying yeah. stuff like that, you know, in the past. So, not only do you have to worry about that, you've also got Tristan Werves, who literally against the 49ers – A dude was flipped up in the air and like literally dropped on the back half of his legs. So he's been battling injury all year. So you've really got to worry about these edges. And now obviously, as we all know, interior pressure is what gets to Tom Brady the most. And that's what is most vulnerable. And honestly, if you had uh, you know, make a case where the Bucks are most vulnerable on the offensive line is on the interior especially at that left guard spot. But there's, there's plenty of chances for the outside pass rushers to crash these edges, and there's a, there's a very good opportunity for that. And if Dan Quinn can exploit that, then it's going to create advantages all day long.
1: I agree. That's, that's going to be a matchup to watch. I also think that uh, Hudson is going to be a great podcaster, man, when he grows up. I'm loving this. But hey,
0: I'm, I, I'm trying to like phase it out as much as I can. So hopefully like my I, I'm articulate <laughs> and everything as I get the message across. <laughs> oh, no. this, nah. is, this is the main challenge of all of it. <laughs> no,
1: nah, trust me, man. Uh, people are definitely getting the message. And I can guarantee you people are having fun as well just uh, watching this unfold. But hey, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Uh, as I said, Tom Brady can get rid of that football quickly, and sometimes the way that he, the way that the Bucks don't allow pressure, is because of Tom Brady getting rid of the football. And I've found that Chris Godwin has been like that easy button on the Bucs offense for Tom Brady. I was surprised to see that Godwin's average yards per reception are below 10 yards right now. They're, they're they're sitting at something like nine points something. That means, and when you watch the games, it, it kind of holds up, the theory holds up, that Brady's just targeting Chris Godwin over the middle. He's getting rid of the football. The Cowboys have a rookie cornerback in the slot that has exceeded expectations. Dayron Bland, he leads the team actually with five picks this season to me. And here is where I will open it up for the chat as well. Uh, to me, DeRon Bland is one of the most critical players in this game. And my question from me to you in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, is who is your X factor on the Cowboys' defense? To me, it is going to be DeRon Bland. I know that Michael Parsons is like the guy that can wreck uh, the the whole game for the Tampa Bay Bucs offense, but I think that DeRon Bland to me is the X factor for this game specifically. Now. While you tell me your answers, who your player to watch is, uh, Evan, you will have to say like the X-Factor on offense, you're playing the box side of things, but before you give us your answer, and before the chat gives us, uh, well, as they give us theirs, let me talk to you really quickly about our friends over at freemanmazda.net, because the ride of the week, ladies and gentlemen, is the 2023 Mazda CX-9 Carbon Edition All-Wheel Drive. You can check this one out on the website over at freemanmazda.net. It starts at $46,105. It's got all-wheel drive, third-row sitting, a Wi-Fi hotspot, which is an absolute game-changer, a sunroof, side impact airbags for your safety, and a miles-per-gallon capacity of 20 when you are in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway, so make sure you check it out over at freemanmazda.net a family owned business for over 65 years and remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer so go check it out let's see some of the answers here on the show on X-Factors let's see interesting answers here uh Gregory goes with Donovan Wilson love Donovan Wilson man he can he can make some plays get in the, in the offensive backfield and do some damage Mark goes with Wilson as well. Okay, I'm surprised at that. Let's go. Um, Micah says Bruce. Toxic Tom goes with Micah. He needs to make some plays. I think that he shows up, ladies and gentlemen. I think that Micah shows up on this one. LVE says Charlene. Peter Rizzo goes with LVE. Uh, let's see. Samuel says, I've bought 20 Mazdas because of Mo. I love that, Samuel. Uh, let's make it 30, though, for next week, please. I agree with Blant, says Inez. who. um uh, Max icx 9 for nose tackle. Says Bruce got the use. There you go. There you go. Hey, we we, we would win that game so easily, though. Uh, Evan, who is your X factor on the Buck side of things versus these Cowboys defense?
0: Yeah, it's definitely got to be Russell Gage. I mean, um, you look at, again, like what I said, what he's been doing these last few weeks leading up, now that he's healthy and just the clutch plays that he's been making, and then plus just his ability to play both the inside and the outside. And, again, it's that whole clutch factor no, for the entire yeah. offense and giving Tom Brady that safety blanket <laughs> that he needs on those crucial downs. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm losing control. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. No worries. Hold on. No worries, man.
0: Hey, hey, hold on let me put him on Let me put him on some pod control on the phone, and I think I got him. But uh, But, no, it's definitely going to be Russell Gage. And the thing about him is not only can he play inside, outside, he can give you that end around that jet sweep, you know, just whatever other wrinkle, but he can also play quarterback. And, you know, one thing that you've listened, you recognize when listening to hold on one second, he's grabbed something. I'm sorry, man. Now
1: on nah, there you go, man. There you go. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, there. in the meantime, do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream. And if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADZ Sports Dallas prime time. This is, this is legitimate football content right now <laughs> you're seeing you, you Evan. the
0: 100 focus right along the entire yeah. line. like you can't break it but no but like the one thing that russell gage can do is that he can provide that wrinkle where he can like you you could get that backwards end around to where he ends up throwing a pass or something like that out of you know just whatever formation or any kind of offensive play so russell gage just provides all kinds of uh just versatility and then also a wider range of skill set to where you know he can definitely be that X factor.
1: I agree. I agree. Matt I can tell you though, Evan, the chat the chat is having fun with this, man. Like, like they're they're absolutely loving it. Uh Mark says there's no crying when discussing football. Man, uh Cowboys Nation might disagree with that. Cowboys <laughs> Nation Matt might disagree. Uh <laughs> Buck Swi Buck Twitter would
0: definitely disagree with it. So yeah, yep, Yeah,
1: I agree. I agree. Okay. So now on the other side of things, the Cowboys offense, I think, and, you know, this has been so controversial among Cowboys fans because some people say that the Cowboys offense sucks. And I can see the arguments for that. Like, I can see people saying they're turning the ball over too many times. I can also see them say, you know, uh, Kellen Moore should be way more aggressive on early downs, which I, strongly, wholeheartedly agree with. I hate that the Cowboys want to live in these uh, third and long situations, sort of like what the Chargers do with Justin Herbert. It is so frustrating. But also, since Prescott returned in week seven, the Cowboys are top five in EPA per play in dropbacks. Like, they are passing the football efficiently. And we saw Dak Prescott and the Cowboys carve up the Eagles secondary, which to me is one of the best secondaries in football should the cowboys be worried about the box secondary and more specifically do they have the players to double cd lamp and win elsewhere in one-on-ones that to me is a huge story of this game because michael gallup has not been able to generate a lot of separation for dallas the same goes for uh noah brown I would imagine that T.Y. Hilton is in line to play a lot in this game. And he would, if the Cowboys win, he would earn himself $100,000 in incentives, by the way. Wrote an article about that on adzsports.com slash Dallas if you want to check it out. But do the Bucs have the guys at cornerback and at safety?
0: I don't think they do. Honestly, I think they've got the guys at safety, but I don't think they have the guys at corner. If you look at what happened in the 2020 matchup with C.D. Lamb and Sean Murphy Bunting before C.D. Lamb caught that first touchdown that ended up resulting in uh, Sean Murphy Bunting's dislocated elbow. Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, they're both coming off of injuries. And again, SMB has not been the same guy that Buccaneers fans and the franchise itself have has seen since the 2020 playoff season. So, no, at the end of the day, I don't think they do. I mean, you you think of what they do at the safety position and what they do with Antoine Winfield Jr. at the nickel, and he's honestly one of the best defensive backs. You can't really call him a safety or a cornerback. Um, He's one of the best defensive backs in the NFL, but he has limitations when it comes to what the Buccaneers try to do. I really don't think they have what it takes to keep up in the secondary, especially here's the key thing is they they can't get pressure with four. Todd, Todd Bowles. If he's trying to get pressure or if he wants to get pressure, he's blitzing people. And as we all know, if you're blitzing guys, you're leaving a spot open in the in the you know, in the whatever the perimeter of the boundary, you know, whatever area of the field. And then that's whenever a smart quarterback like Dark Dark, Dark Dak Prescott uh, can easily take advantage of that. So, the big thing is not only do I I don't think they have the guys to keep up, but they also can't get the pressure with four to where they can keep you know seven guys dropping back or you know whatever that extra coverage defender is doing.
1: And I've seen that they've blitzed less and less, like fewer times. They're blitzing fewer times this season. But in those situations, they're not getting pressure, and that was going to be one of my big questions for you as well. Because if you blitz Dak Prescott, he will he will kill you. Like I, I think that we know that Patrick Mahomes is a is a blitz assassin. We know that Josh Allen is a blitz assassin. The same for Tom Brady. The same for Joe Burrow. However, I don't think that Dak Prescott gets recognized as such. And we've touched on this topic multiple times here on ADZ Sports Dallas Prime Time. When you look at Dak Prescott's numbers, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league against the blitz throughout his entire career. And yet he doesn't show up on that list of these are the quarterbacks that get blitzed the fewest times because defensive coordinators kind of don't see Dak Prescott in that light, even though He is. Dak Prescott can destroy defenses if they decide to blitz him. And I was surprised that there were some instances like the Houston Texans, for example, they never blitzed him. And I know that that also has to do a lot with uh, Lovi Smith being the head coach of the Houston Texans. But I wonder, however, if the Bucs are not able to get pressure from the edges, can they do it? From the inside can they do it against a banked up tyler viadish and can they do it against uh connor mcgovern because Vita vea those guys can play on the inside and i would not like the cowboys to allow pressure uh through the a gap through the b gap because i think those guys are an issue
0: no yeah that's the one thing that's the one area that the buccaneers can provide pressure is the interior so you know i can't ever pronounce his last name but if tyler the center is um, does end up missing this game. It's going to be huge because not only is it just Vita Vea and then you've got Will Golston and Akeem Hicks uh, and then Logan Hall in their nickel packages, but uh, Todd Bowles also loves to mug the A-gaps. He loves to send Devin White and Levante David on those blitzes up the middle. He's going to have all different types of blitz packages. You know, say what you want to say about Todd Bowles as a head coach, but as a defensive coordinator and as a third-down planner he is still one of the best in the NFL. So, yeah, if the starting center is missing in this game, I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, Zach Martin is still there. That's like the equivalent of like three solid offensive linemen in one. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, it, it's definitely going to be an objective for the Buccaneers to definitely try and get pressure up the middle.
1: Yeah, and man, Tyron, Tyron is struggling on the right side for the Cowboys. Like, you know, uh, playing all your career as left tackle and then being moved to the, to the right side of things. That's also a spot that maybe you want to exploit, of course, as uh, any other NFL team. I think that Tyron has struggled, though, specifically in the running game, however. So we'll see if that's also an area that they do uh, exploit. So who, who do you think is your X factor on defense for, for the Tampa Bay Bucks? For it's
0: going to be Anthony Nelson. Um, he's going to have to, obviously, you know, you've got Joe Tryon, Tryon Shwenka on the out, on the other end of, you know, their pass rush. That's both of their outside linebackers. Um, but Anthony Nelson, he's, he's been a really underrated player. He's almost like Carl Nassib, like with the Bucs, you know, nice. back in 20, before, before he rejoined with the team, obviously, but um, he's almost like him, but he has a whole lot more potential to be a starter. Uh, he's really tough against the run. He's six seven in his wingspan it is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you want to like draw a picture of a you know like a caveman with his you know, his knuckles almost touching the floor, that's essentially Anthony Nelson. Except for he's always got way more smarts than a caveman. So he's gonna have to get the pressure on the outside. He's gonna have to crash down whenever the Cowboys like to run those outside zone runs. Uh, he's, he's gonna have to seal the edge. And he's gonna have to get some <laughs> pressure on Dak Prescott because he is going to have one-on-one opportunities at the end of the day. And like my wonderfully behaved child right now, yep. he's gonna have to act. <laughs> he's gonna have to just create an absolute disturbance. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of acting like Dak Prescott's gonna have to act on you know Monday night just with all this stuff just flying in his face. He's yep. gonna have to stand tall and deliver. But no, but no, it's it's definitely Anthony Nelson uh, as my X factor on defense for sure.
1: I think Hudson is just like every defensive coordinator that needs to prepare for Dak Prescott. Maybe I, that, that's just me. However, toxic Tom says uh, Hudson is how I feel mostly as a Dallas fan. So that is also, that is also a valid comparison. Chava Vargas says, uh, I am just like the kids act anxious for the start of the playoffs. I, I agree. I agree. We're all, we're all excited. We are all excited about uh, getting to the playoffs, about getting to the game. So ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here and don't worry, uh, people of prime time. I know that Thursday is our day for betting the Cowboys, but since the Cowboys are playing on Monday night, expect that to happen on Sunday night. We will see each other again on Sunday night uh, at 8 p.m. Central, and we'll talk about our best bet of the game. Uh, We ended the season with a tremendous uh, record betting uh, the Cowboys in minus 110 bets. Uh, We ended what? I think that it was... I think we ended with the same record as the Cowboys, actually. Something like 13-3. and three. No, no, actually, it's going to stay at 12. We had 12 wins in bets this season for the Cowboys. We'll throw some props in there. However, before we get out of here, let me know what your scoreboard is, chat. Let's get the scores in the chat. What is your final score prediction for this game? Let me know in the chat. Evan, also, let me know what is your score before we go. Man,
0: I really have no idea how this game is going to end. But, you know, based off of what we've seen throughout this season, like I was talking about earlier, the Bucks only had a few good performances here and there. You can definitely say the Cowboys had more better performances on a regular, consistent basis and just in a terms of totality. So, I believe the Panthers game was more the exception than the rule. You know, I think the same offensive slog that we saw against the Falcons, even though Tristan Wirfs wasn't in there, blah, 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 blah. Um, I still think that's more of the Buccaneers that, that we're likely to see, and that is the true definition of him. However, you know, granted, they were season openers. You almost want to say this Bo- This Bucks coaching staff has figured something out when it comes to the Dallas coaching staff. But the only reason, you know, that kind of falls to the wayside is because there were season openers. You know, nobody's, yeah. nobody's planning the entire offseason for that first game, but you still do get extra time. Regardless, if you're putting a gun to my head, if I'm taking somebody, I'm just going to put the Buccaneers because it's Tom Brady. Or I'm sorry. No, let me take it back. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys in this game because you've got a a bigger sample size. Um, You know, Tom Brady just isn't the same guy. He has to have the help around him. And I don't know if the players are going to be there around him to get him to that level. So I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys at the end of the day.
1: There you go. Lunatic says sending Brady to the Raiders with the L. Dallas twenty four. Tampa <laughs> he's going 20. to
0: Vegas. Let's go ahead and bet on that. Well, he's hey, going to Vegas,
1: man. It feels like it feels like at first it was just like people playing around with the possibilities, and now it feels like every single NFL fan and media member is just ha- has accepted it as fact. Like Tom Brady is a Las Vegas Raider, <laughs> and it's funny to me how quickly that uh, storyline just went from rumors to an a, a fact like we already know he's going to the raiders that's well, hey, crazy I, to me hey i wrote
0: about it three or four weeks ago on a to z whenever i i, I named the raiders as my number one choice and uh my three potential landing spots for him in 2023 so hey I'll, I'll take the credit. No. yeah. Obviously. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh,
1: definitely that was Evan Winters doing. Inez goes with uh 35 to 27. Let's see, 2819 for Bruce. Miller goes with 2117 Dallas. Uh Jason, 40 40 nothing. I don't I don't, I don't think know that, all that yeah, I don't know all that. <laughs> <laughs> 24 23 Dallas is mark, uh 24-13 for Gregory over here. Uh Toxic Tom goes with 2417 bucks. That doesn't surprise me from Toxic Tom. That's why that's why we call him Toxic Tom. Man, he's taking the uh the the bucks. Hey, uh, when I think that the Cowboys are gonna lose a football game, I do take the other team here in the in the show because yes, it is a Dallas Cowboys show, but it's not like this uh, cheerleading kind of show. So, however, I do have the Cowboys on this one. I do have them uh, thirty to twenty-three. I think that even though they struggled in Week eighteen. This is still one of the best teams in the NFC. Like the Cowboys to me have a legitimate shot at making it to the NFC championship game. And then even into the super bowl, like they have probably the Philadelphia Eagles in the divisional round if they do advance and then they would probably have the San Francisco 49ers, all of them on the road. So that is a tough, tough path to Arizona. However, I do think that the Cowboys are that kind of contender in the NFC, even in spite of the uh, week 18 struggles and the struggles overall throughout the season. Because even though they're good, they haven't been this team that maybe puts away every team that they win against. So that is always an issue. However, I do see them as a top three contender, especially like here's the thing. I wouldn't look at them like this if they played in the AFC. Like I wouldn't even consider saying that they're a top three team in the conference because there you've got the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, and they are all monsters. However, if we're talking about the NFC in which you... Listen, people like to talk about how the Cowboys have not been in any playoff teams and winning record teams. First and foremost, that is not true. Like they have done so. And also the Philadelphia Eagles have not been in a playoff team since... October I think the 16th of October and that was the Giants and they've been, they have bitten them twice so it's not like the Eagles are coming in like this super proven team I think that the Cowboys can definitely win against them in the divisional round and then if you make it to the NFC championship game everything is in play right in play right yep. so uh, it should be a fun one give the Cowboys 30 to 23 Evan is there something that you want to add before we get out of here
0: uh only just watch out for the kicking game. I think it's gonna play a bigger role than we think. Uh, you know, the the Buccaneers they struggle moving the ball. And the one thing about Ryan Suckup is, you know, his his range. If you get anywhere around forty eight yards and greater, I mean that's always a tough kick, but with him, it's almost less than a coin flip in terms of his chances so you know if dallas can just hold up and hold the the buccaneers the field goals you know let's do the bend don't break which is kind of dan quinn's philosophy at the end of the day um then expect them to definitely win this game
1: that's cool because also on the flip side you have the cowboys one of the best red zone offenses in the nfl against one of the worst defenses in, in the red zone. So the Cowboys have that edge there as well. Uh interesting game. Will be fun. Ladies and gentlemen, uh do me a favor and hit the like button. You can follow Evan over on Twitter as oh man, I had your I had your Twitter handle right here. And then I lost it. What's it's a long one. Like I, I got
0: I got a short and it's a long one but it's yeah. uh it's Evan underscore winner A2Z and and TO not the not the numerical two
1: okay awesome ADZ Sports ladies and gentlemen managing editor Evan Winter Uh, shout out to Hudson as well thank you for joining the show Hudson you were amazing you were the true entertainment of tonight's show make sure ladies and gentlemen that you tune in to the Hudson show. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just now, kidding. Now,
0: now huh. that he's Now that he's getting his props, he doesn't want anything to do. The, the, the humble, that's the humble gene in yeah. him. That's right. Hey, we'll get it. We'll yeah. take it.
1: <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Uh, check out the Hudson show. Maybe about 10 years from now, he will have that podcast. It will be amazing. Uh, do me a favor. Hit the like button. I will see you on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central, and we'll have the final predictions, betting the Cowboys, and much more. Thank you so much. Uh, prime time brought to you by FreemanMazda.net as always. Bye-bye.